Hello, market meditators, and welcome to your daily market briefing. Short, snappy, no BS, 10-minute daily updates about the crypto markets. Delivered to you by me, Kin. You would think, no, you would hope that people who created so much damage and carnage for the cryptocurrency markets would go away quietly. But fast forward to today, and it looks like some of the worst characters in crypto are up to something again. Let's make sure we know what this is so we know to avoid it. In today's call, we're going to do three main things. We're going to look at the charts, which are still green. We're going to look at the top headlines in the crypto news today. Then we're going to look at what some of the worst people in cryptocurrency seem to be up to once again. So let's dive in. Now, there is nothing quite like waking up to these nice green charts, BTC trading above that 21k level there, Uh, only a neutral on the 24 hour, but if you check out the one week, it's up almost 23%. Similarly, Ethereum is more or less flat on the 24 hour, but is boasting an 18% gain on the seven day. A lot of altcoins are enjoying the strength in Bitcoin and Ethereum and having their turn to pump as well. Kava, Optimism, Mana, Curve are all up 20, 40, 80% on the one week. So we're really seeing some of this benefit radiate through the markets. Now looking into the reasons why this might be the case. So BTC is trading above that 21k level. And as we discussed, the 24 hours have been flat, but this is less to do with a lack of conviction, but more to do with the light trading that is typical of long holiday weekends. US equity markets were, of course, closed in observance of the Martin Luther King holiday honoring the late civil rights leader. So some of that inactivity is because the US markets, one of the biggest markets in the world, was closed. And of course, worth remembering that Bitcoin was trading below 17k just a little over a week ago before a rush of favorable economic data, most notably a decline in the US consumer price index, catapulted crypto and stock prices upwards. So you'll remember that inflation data came in showing that inflation is more under control and this of course bodes well for risky assets like crypto and stock. Now in yesterday's newsletter we did get a bit more specific sharing our Ethereum technical analysis. Last time we shared our favorite long trigger, the seven day moving average crossing the $1,320 and it has resulted in a great entry to catch the current upside momentum. We see key support at the 0.236 and 0.382 level and the $1,300 level. Key resistances we face is $1,600, $1,790 and $2,000. Looking forward, the bearish macro trend is likely to continue. However, that shouldn't stop us making money on explosive rallies. Expect continuation as long as the price remains above the 0.382 and 0.236 levels. So we've looked at the charts. Let's have a quick look at the top headlines in the cryptocurrency news today until we move on to that little bit of mayhem that certain characters in the crypto markets are looking to cause again. First headline which has caught my attention today is Vold gets creditor protection until February the 28th, shorter than requested. The troubled Asian crypto lender Vold has received a further extension to its legal protection from creditors, albeit a shorter delay than requested. 
So the company now has until February the 28th to explore options to ease its financial troubles. Two sources with direct knowledge of the matter told the block. Volt, however, had sought protection through April 21st, according to an affidavit obtained by the block as well. The firm's previous creditor protection expires on January the 20th, and the latest extension was granted today in the Singapore High Court at a hearing before Justice Aidit Abdullah, the sources said. So they've got a bit more time to sort themselves out, but not as much time as they hoped, meaning that the walls are starting to close in on Volt. The other headline that stood out today was the Bank of England governor questions the need for the digital pound. There is a strong narrative that every single bank has sort of accepted the need to produce their own digital currency and they're all racing to create their own digital currency. This might be the case for many countries, but worth noting that a lot of jurisdictions, a lot of countries are still actually debating the need for digital currencies as well. So the Bank of England Governor Andrew Bailey has highlighted that the UK already has a wholesale settlement system with a major upgrade. Charts done, headlines done, we now hone in our focus to the main topic of today's call. So the people who once again are looking to wreak havoc in the cryptocurrency markets are associated with Three Arrows Capital. Three Arrows Capital, also known as 3AC or TAC, was a Singapore-based cryptocurrency hedge fund which was ordered to liquidate on the 27th of June 2022 by a court in the British Virgin Islands, so last summer. It was founded in 2012 by Kyle Davies and Sue Zhu. The company borrowed millions of dollars to fund its trading and, according to July 2022 bankruptcy filings, faces $3.5 billion in creditors' claims. The fund appears to have lost in excess of $3 billion over 2021 and 2022, making its collapse one of the largest hedge fund trading losses of all time. So not only was what happened at Three Arrows Capital notable for the history of the crypto markets, it was notable for the history of finance as a whole. Many people that were active in the markets at the time remember just how impactful what happened was. The crypto hedge fund went bust in 2022 because it was unable to pay off its creditors due to a wave of unforeseen liquidations. Similar to what happened with FTX, what went down with Three Arrows Capital was very painful because Three Arrows Capital at the time was amongst one of the most trusted names in the space. In fact, a lot of people when they were doing their early due diligence on up and coming projects would look at the third parties associated with the project and think, oh, okay, Three Arrows Capital is involved they're a great hedge fund, that makes me feel more confident. They had a huge reputation in the space, so when they went bankrupt, it was a big hit. A lot of cryptocurrency investors lost confidence and prices across the market were impacted too. So what happened in the aftermath? Well, the hedge fund's co-founders were largely silent for months after the liquidation started, but they resurfaced in the public eye after cryptocurrency exchange FTX filed for bankruptcy in November. So they probably thought, oh, this is much worse than what happened with us. Everyone's talking about Sam Batman fried. We can now sort of crawl out the woodwork. So that begs the question of why have they resurfaced? They caused all this damage to the cryptocurrency markets. They were silent for months and now they're suddenly back. What have they got to contribute? Is it an apology? Is it something to help cryptocurrency markets recover, to heal? 
No, it looks like they want to knock another arrow. After months of silence, few of us thought we'd ever see the faces behind some of the biggest collapses in crypto history again. But, much like Kevin O'Leary, some people seemingly just don't know when to stop. Kyle Davies and Suzu, founders of bankrupt crypto hedge fund 3 Arrows Capital, 3AC, are back in action seeking funds for a new crypto exchange. A pitch deck has surfaced in which the dynamic duo, together with CoinFlex, hopes to raise $25 million to bankroll their new venture dubbed GTX. The expertly written document identified a go-to-market timeframe of as soon as possible and explained the exchange name SPIN on FTX as because G comes after F. Some reports also claim they're trying to go to market as soon as February, which is in about 16 days. Unfortunately, the team's financial history isn't quite as stellar as their grasp of the alphabet. Six weeks ago, Reuters reported that liquidators are still saying that Davies and Zoo are refusing to cooperate with asset recovery efforts, hindering the company's ability to return funds to creditors. So they've hardly cleaned up their previous mess and they're trying to dive into another venture. The fundraise, in partnership with crypto exchange CoinFlex, co-founders Mark Lam and Sudhu Arumgum, aims to expand operations and create a place for users to trade crypto, stocks, and ironically, debt claims on bankrupt companies like FTX, according to a CoinFlex blog post. But not everyone is buying in. Evgeny Gavoy, CEO of crypto market maker Wintermute, took to Twitter to voice his opinion on the matter, stating, And since we are talking about cancelling stuff, if you are investing into CoinFlex or 3 Arrow Capital's quote-unquote exchange, you might find it a bit more difficult to work with Wintermute in the future on the relationship-building side. Similarly, we are not going to be participating in venture rounds where these guys are about to enter the cap table, so founders beware. Basically saying that not only do they not want to be associated with this new project, but they don't want to be associated with anyone who is supporting this new project in any capacity. And this has created a similar outroar amongst other people. Nick Carter, a founding partner at Castle Island Ventures, compared the latest venture to arsonists returning to the scene of the crime, hawking buckets of water to their victims. In an attempt at a spin of positive news on all this, the Wall Street Journal reported that some Three Arrows creditors would be able to convert claims into equity in the new company. The article goes on to explain that bankruptcy proceedings are often lengthy, sometimes requiring claimants to wait years before getting back some, if any, of their money. For some context, creditors for the once-dominant crypto exchange Mt. Gox are still waiting to recover their funds nearly a decade later. It looks like what Davies and Zoo lack in reputation, they make up for in impudence. For those wondering why these co-founders' track record is important when considering their new project, remember one of the first criteria you want to look at when you're looking at any crypto project or a project outside of crypto as well is who are the people. You want to vet who's who. 
The conspicuous absence of documentation on investors, advisors, or team members doesn't bode well for early stage ventures. If you can't find details on the development, take notice. And where you do have information about investors, you want to look at their track record. Have they had previous successes or failures in the space? In this case, the failures they've had in the space are extremely significant. You want to look for recognizable successful names like Vitalik Buterin being involved in a project. This is what helps add legitimacy to any startup. Unwelcome news, all in all, that we want to avoid. However, the charts are looking good. Things are getting very interesting again in the cryptocurrency markets. Thank you for listening. I'll catch you tomorrow.